Good to go. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't know what it's doing. Yeah. So you won't believe what happened. <laughs> so we've been sitting here going for like 30 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Yeah, just having the time of our life, covering some really saucy shit, yeah. man. You know, like some good World stuff. Problems. And then we looked up and we're not recording. Not <laughs> recording at all. Like yeah. we were, I, I swear to God, we were 10 minutes into this yeah. and not recording. It's like definitely a first. Well, aren't we you had, glad you found out at 10 minutes? I know, I know right? right? Could you imagine? Point. That would have this guy sucked. over here is like, whoa, why are you looking at that screen for? Pull up the other stuff. <laughs> so what I was saying before, is okay, is I've had many experiences uh, sitting here on a podcast with my patients. That's exactly what you were saying. You corrected yourself this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Patients, but plural. Yeah. Patients. Patients. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly uh, fire bro and savage bro. Yeah. Well, we had this whole bit leading into it because, you know, we have the heavy metal oh, intro yeah. and bumper yeah. music there, but it's ruined. So so introduce yourself again. Who, <laughs> yeah, who's yeah I know. Yes, right now we actually have another patient of mine. <laughs> we got a new And guest. so this is super strange because the moment I met her, it's been interesting. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how I would define it. Interesting it's, good, I hope. No, just interesting, right? I, I don't I don't place a value on interesting. Just interesting. Okay. Right? Yeah. And, well, and, and so... I could be boring. Let me get I, you I, Yeah, you're definitely not boring. I, I would definitely, like, say that. You're not boring. Actually, so I grew up part-time part in Utah, and they always used to say special. And, and the joke was, I'd rather be dead than special. So I guess I'd mm, rather be yeah, interesting no. than special or... Nice. All right. Well, uh, interesting is special. Joining us today on our podcast from our two week hiatus from yep. Scorched Earth USA. Let me get all that out again. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, Sherry Guest from the Heavily Metal Podcast. Yes, and thank you. it's a podcast bringing public awareness to metal hypersensitivity sensitivity reactions to medical and Sensi- dental hardware sensitivity. What did I say? I don't know. I I can't repeat it. It's- <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> you did. You did a twist of a word there. I pulled a. I did a Heath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's impressive. Sensitivity. Sensitivity. Okay, I think that's what you yeah. said. We'll, we'll catch it on the on the flip side. Then let me make sure this is still re- this is still <laughs> yeah, recording. That's all we're gonna be worried about. <laughs> no, but you you have a super interesting story, Sherry. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And 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 so what's been surprising has been the degree with which you've gained publicity by sharing that story because obviously many other people out there relate well they don't know they relate but they're about to (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) for good or bad i mean i remember uh one visit we were talking and you showed me and there were like 600 people that clued into 600 600,000 yes holy cow yeah that that clued into one of your videos and and you know well Tell me about that. Yeah. So, well, so why? Okay. Why? So <laughs> we we haven't even talked about the allergy yet, but the yeah, video. That, start your story again okay. before we get too far ahead. Yeah, I'll start the, the story take. and then I'll tell you about yeah. the fluke post that blew up the internet. Um, I have the um, fortunate and unfortunate occurrence to have experienced a bunch of orthopedic surgeries with a bunch of metal hardware implanted, uh, to which we found out after I became bedridden from being fully active, thin, healthy, beautiful, traveling the world, to not being able to walk five feet with 35 plus specialists, uh, 
That's now see no, you're contagious. Yeah. It started with him. He came <laughs> I'm not even drinking. <laughs> but 35 specialists because my whole immune system blew up and nobody could figure out what was wrong because the classic metal allergy patient has normal test, normal test, normal test. And so they think it's all in your head. But I wound up being firmly allergic to my metal orthopedic hardware. Then taking it beyond that, finding out not only was I allergic to my metal orthopedic hardware, I was allergic to nickel, which 15% of the U.S. worldwide population is allergic to nickel. But it's in the diet. It's in the diet. It's in the environment and all the things. And then we'll talk about the other allergy later because I have two two double whammies. But the post that blew up the Internet, I have this, you know, I have social media, all the pages because I decided to become an advocate. There's nobody else talking about this on an international forum. Metal allergies and hypersensitivity in the medical medical community is huge. Yeah. But the post that blew up the internet was I made just a fluke post. You can be allergic to your stainless steel water bottle. Mm. And literally, I was excited when it passed 5,000 people and then 10,000 people and then 100,000 people. And it just kept going. Interesting. That's somewhat alarming because there's an advocacy to move to stainless steel water bottles to get rid of plastic and plastic waste and the environmental movements on board, like go back to stainless steel. So you would suggest not such a good idea. Well, it's a fine idea if you're not allergic to metal. Uh Um, I hate plastic just like everybody else. But the the amazing thing is out of, I think it's, you know, getting close to a million comments at this point, but it's me too, me too. My mouth goes numb when I drink from my stainless steel bottle. And like literally all these people are chiming in with their stories about their stainless steel water bottle. Sorry, Yeti. You better come up with a a glass-lined bottle. So are these like microscopic metal uh, atoms that are leaking out and and into your system? Yes, and it depends. So stainless steel is always alloyed with other metals. But the thing is... It, if you're not sensitive to nickel, it it makes it probably makes no difference in okay. the scheme of things. If you think of it like a bucket, right? If the bu- the bucket's <clears throat> full or the bucket's empty, so my bucket, I've probably been allergic to this stuff, probably sensitive to nickel my whole life, but I didn't notice the water bottle or the stainless steel cookware in my kitchen or the stainless steel silverware. You know, I didn't notice any reaction to that until my body was so full of the metal, the bucket was overflowing. Yeah. So do you not go out to any restaurants and eat? I do. I do now because I've had five surgeries to pull an ungodly amount of metal out of my body. I'm just because stainless steel, most of their utensils and cookware is all stainless. No, it's true. So here's the deal. You see like 18 slash 10 like on the, you may not, but your wife probably does. When you buy st- silverware, it'll say 18 slash 10. The 10 is nickel. You can uh, buy 18 okay. slash zero, and there's no nickel in it. Oh, okay. You can You're going to sp- pay more for it. Mm. Not right? necessarily. Okay. No, not necessarily. So, so the way I uh, think about this is like cookware, Yeti cups. It's kind of like the uh, hair that broke the camel's back sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. And and so if you are you, ready, we want to say Yeti style cups because Yeti we're not, style. We don't have that's actually true. Yeti. Uh, yeah. Stan, Stan uh. Stanley has been making thermoses Stanley. for since I was a baby. So yeah, oh. but weren't those originally a glass line, like enameled? I think so. Yeah, and the it, old coffee. You yeah, know I know the outside was glass lined. It's enameled. Or okay. so, bro. Well, and then Black I got metal. all the trolls that are like, well, plastic's horrible. And it's like, yeah, plastic's horrible. So you have to pick the lesser of two evils, sure. right? So now, yeah. I, now I go to glass. Yeah. But you know, I lesser mean, of three, right? Let me show you something cool. 
Okay. So your po- your listeners don't have a video. That was the tendon anchor in my shoulder. Oh. That's pure inert titanium. Does that look pure and inert to you? Not in that picture. No. So she's showing us a uh, picture of her anchor, and and it's it's definitely weathered. <laughs> yeah, which it's not supposed right? to. So what yeah, they switch sure that out with? I mean, it's titanium. Titanium. So that that just I didn't need it anymore, so they oh. took it out, much to the surgeon's yeah, titanium, chagrin. pure titanium is definitely not supposed to oxidize like that. Yeah, well, there so you that's go. been that's <laughs> obviously been washed and cleaned and still in that oxidized state after. Oh, and of course the PA said that's not corrosion. <laughs> oh, then what is it? Exactly. <laughs> Tell me what it is, please. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh, they had to heat up some blood vessel or something to get it out, but. How, my I'm, son's a blacksmith. Heated up metal doesn't look like that. No, it does not. Um, how many surgeries did you say you it's had It's like have? 32. How but specific, how detailed and specific can we get? I want to know sure. what does it take Do in it. a surgery to remove heavy metal contamination from your body? So um, I had, I mean, do you want to go surgery by surgery? What do you mm, want to know? I mean, give us a, give us a summary. Okay, so yeah. it's, uh, I can give just a basic levels. Summary. Okay. Okay. You are so, the doc. Yeah. So well, yeah. Okay. So so part of this is because I'm not a typical doc, but but this is interesting because you have a surgery that corrects a problem. Okay. That and, I needed. Yeah, I needed yeah. every surgery I had. Yeah, exactly. And and then you end up with this syndrome, okay, of unknown cause, but but at some point, and and this is really interesting. At some point, you determine. And I say you, okay, maybe the medical community, but mostly you, you determine that it's the hardware that's making you sick. And so every single surgery after that, you're fighting an uphill battle to where you're convincing some medical professional that they need to do another surgery to remove said hardware. Okay, so so there's like an extra element to this that yeah. that's significant. It's it's not like put hardware in and it's normal case mm-hmm. to go in and take hardware out. It's not. Yeah, well, and I just did it, it really interesting, a, a, a podcast episode for my podcast with a surgeon, and mm-hmm. he said, you know, here's the thing. Surgeons have this God complex. An average surgeon can put hardware in. Only a good surgeon can take hardware out. Mm, and you should yeah. never go to a surgeon that cannot, that is not I capable of taking out what they put in. Yeah. Mm, okay. You okay, should always a have point. a plan for that. Mm. And there's a, you know, it's a really interesting thing because doctors aren't taught about metal allergies in medical school. We're not talking heavy metal toxicity. We're talking allergy. Yeah. Completely different. There are patients who are allergic to metal who are also toxic in those metals. Okay. I wasn't toxic. I was allergic. Yeah. Totally different, and, you know, the goal of my podcast is to change the medical narrative on metal allergies, but doctors, even amongst their peers, I know doctors that have their own metal allergies or have kids with metal allergies, and they get no respect in the profession with their peers because there aren't enough clinical studies. There's starting to be more, but the the... 15% of the worldwide population plus is allergic to nickel. That's just nickel. There are titanium allergies. There are allergies to mercury. There are allergies to aluminum. Mm-hmm. A lot of these patients are cross-reactive. And there's an MRI contrast. Gadolinium, that's a metal agent. Mm-hmm. And it's crickets. What about, literally? Uh, you know, we're exposed to other things through drinking water. Copper, galvanized uh, metals. Yes. Uh, I'm sure nickel is in some of those pipes, too. I'm and sure. shower water. Yeah. And... Yeah. So it's not just from medical procedures. 
Correct. It's, it's it's in the water supply. Well, and you guys deal with food a lot. It can be from food alone. Mm-hmm. I was almost through my journey when I learned that every single thing practically that I was eating was contributing to my chronic pain. And mm-hmm. doctors would be like, oh, no, that's that's not going to make a difference. Or your skillet, the stainless steel, isn't going to make a difference. Or your Berkey water filter isn't going to make a difference. Oh, yes, it did. Yeah. Oh, okay, yes, I'm, it I'm did. I'm afraid to ask this question. Do it. Iron skillet. Cast careful, iron is careful. No, no. Just saying. Cast <laughs> iron is fine. Cast iron is a okay. Well, your your body naturally processes iron and needs yeah. it right. as a, a, a mineral, basically, right? Yeah, it's a form of non-heme. Yeah, iron. Okay, I remember yeah. taking uh, as a kid doing science experiments and taking like a bag of cereal, which we don't condone eating. Right, no, I mean, but we, we do. We do eat it. But yeah, we don't condone it. But anyways, like taking a magnet, shaking the bag of cereal, taking the magnet, holding it at the bottom of the bag, and then you dump the cereal out, and you've got a little still got some puff of iron yeah. that's left over in there. I don't know if it's, I've never done that. Are you serious? No, really? seriously. I don't know really. if it's from the processing, you know, from the grinding uh, process oh. during uh, manufacturing, uh-huh. or if it's iron that's actually included in there for your your, your own. I will say needs. this. So Savage Bro earlier today had. Some Reese's Pieces cereal. I did. It's the best. Yeah. So and he, he laid one out here in the uh, Savage, I yeah. mean, in the Animal <laughs> Shack. Did it, it? it smell yeah. irony? No, I could definitely no, smell sweet, the Reese's sweet. Pieces. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could definitely smell it. I, I think that's, that's called super you're strange. smelling the diabetes. Oh man, I love Lucky Charms. I'm not a big cereal person, but I love. You gotta avoid the shit. You gotta avoid the shit. Oh, I do. I haven't had one. You can have it as a treat occasionally. I think now they sell the charms by themselves without the Lucky. Oh my gosh! They just sell the charms. Just the uh, marshmallows. That is awful. Same way with the the crunch berries. You can buy a box full of just the berries and crunch berries. I love, yeah, so I love what the is, Reese's cereal. What does yeah, now too. and then mean? I've I've grappled say, with this. We we have not bought cereal more than like once every six months. Well, just wait. Your kid's too young for it, but I know. we're not. Just don't. We're do going to keep her away from. I mean, all yeah. the processed stuff is the best we can. Pop tart cereal, all the shit we were raised on. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, it's that's easy the goal. To say that I now. mean, I hate to say it. If you went to Doc's house, you looked in the pantry. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There's like the bottom yeah. shelf full. Yeah. What of was cereal. what was he just telling us he was eating uh, before we came? He came here. It was some. It was something mm-hmm. with sugar. What did I say? What the hell what was that? Anyways, back know. to it. I love. Well, let me just interject though. I love a good frosted pop tart. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot have mm-hmm. a frosted pop tart anymore. You want to yeah. know why? It has nothing to do with nickel. It has to do with that other unnamed food allergy that I have. Two mm-hmm. tick bites in 2019 made me allergic to all red meat. It's not just all red meat. It's anything from a mammal, which means dairy, which oh. means gelatin, which means collagen, and Pop tarts that are frosted have gelatin in them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're better for it. <sighs> no, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> can eat red meat. No, I know, but no, <laughs> you're better for the pop tart. You eat emu. Yeah. I can eat emu. I can eat ostrich and duck bacon. Yeah, duck bacon. Yeah, yeah we kind of touched lit. on this. What's it when you say I can't? What's it do to you if you eat a steak? Do you really want to know? Sure. I would need to use a bidet very often. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, you are a fellow bidet user. So. I am a fellow bidet user. I am the only one at this table now that I don't know how, man. Oh, what's wrong with you? Uh, well, it's I've got to go man. for a trial on one of y'all's. No, yeah. it, you know, but I mean. Don't so, even, you don't need to. Just go do it. So just much for chronic constipation, though. But seriously, I had a barbecue. I'm a huge meat eater. I've got a, we raised sheep. I've got a freezer full of venison and lamb and like all the things at home. I have this big barbecue, sausage and barbecue brisket. 
and literally had a, my favorite musical artist ever came and played a concert at my house. And I woke up, he spent the night at my house with his son. I woke up at 4 a.m., literally 50 bowel movements. I'm not kidding you oh in the next God. six hours. So where were you when you ended up with this tick bite? Yeah. In my home. So you five seen five miles away. So not on a hike out in the wilderness. Five miles just, away. So you seen said wow. ticks and pulled them off and then two like, two ticks the size of the head of a pen. Right. Yeah. Two weeks later, can't eat meat. Don't oh, they wow. have the telltale like white splotch on their back? They were too little. Yeah. These were baby Couldn't ticks. Even Couldn't even Jeez. tell. Yeah. So that was supposedly a lime tick. No, no. Right, they call the it the Lone spot. Star. No, any any tick. It's called the Lone Star tick. Any tick can spread Lyme, and Lyme is all over Texas. But yeah. so alpha gal is the red meat allergy. Uh-huh. The CDC came out this week and said up to four hundred fifty thousand people in America could have alpha gal, and doctors don't know anything about it. So alpha gal is the Lone Star disease. Yeah, it's the red meat allergy. So how do you know if you have alpha gal? Oh, Doc, it's tricky. So the, mm-hmm. it's it's like the metal allergy, which we'll come back to. It's a delayed hypersensitivity reaction. So somebody eats red meat or dairy or whatever. It's a it's a to be technical, it's a sugar galactose molecule in an alpha one three linkage. So that's yep. what that's what that is. It injects it into you, and all of a sudden your body builds an antibody against. I'm glad it. these two are so. Not what, in their do head you, with what do you what do you what do you mean by delayed hypersensitivity? So somebody reaction. will have a steak for dinner, yeah. and wake up at three in the morning with anaphylaxis. And okay. much of the cases are anaphylaxis. Meaning that I'm not. It's not necessarily that you eat something and you have an immediate reaction. You don't. So therefore, you can't connect your reaction to yeah. whatever you had. Yeah. Until you, it happens over and over. Yeah. yeah. And and I didn't know. So I what I knew about alpha-gal is that most people that had it had anaphylaxis, which is their throat closing when they wake up in the middle of the night or, you know, six it's hours terrifying. later. Yeah. I didn't have that. Yeah, that would be super terrifying because it's in everything. Like magnesium stearates in every pill, gelatin capsules. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. go to per, get a prescription for an antibiotic. Um, but I didn't have that. I just had... Diarrhea yeah. and heartburn and like on the toilet for the rest of my life. Um, but yeah, it's sure enough. And I can tell when I have my medicine made and they accidentally make it with a gelatin capsule. Yeah. That gelatin capsule is enough to do it. Set you off. Yep. It's And it's ridiculous. So you, you, have be to super tell, careful. you have to tell your doctor to prescribe certain. You'd have to just take powder medications, I guess. No, we have to send them to Pressed. a uh, very specific pharmacy. Yeah. Actually, if you can open the capsule, you can put it in a veggie cap oh, yourself. Okay. But I just, I have it compounded. But I mean, it's in everything. Like magnesium steroids in it, almost every pill. What is magnesium steroids? It's a binder. Magne- it's, it's, it's like a, okay, just so something you, they use in a prescription pill. Yeah. And oh. it's from a mammal. But I mean, you think about, so you know, like it goes to like heart valves. Yeah. They're made from pigs, True. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff in medicine. So that, if you were to have a heart valve replacement with oh, a pig valve, it would... Kill me. I don't geez. know. It'll kill some people. It may not kill me, but make my life miserable. Yeah. Okay. So so in both these cases, I mean, probably, okay, somebody's going to a provider who is not aware how to check for alpha-gal yeah. or metal hypersensitivity. Yep. So, so, you know, part of your message is telling people what they need to know and what to tell their provider. Yeah. Right. So, right that was my question was because you said it was about two weeks after you, you, yep. you pulled the ticks off. Yep. So how did you like, did, was doctor want to prescribe mm. this? Nope. Nope. Okay. So actually it was, a, it was, I was already working with somebody cause I was still bedridden at this uh-huh. point. And, and it, literally everything I tried to do to help myself was, um, it was, you know, coconut oil and collagen. And I was actually taking a bovine immunoglobulin that you mix in water 
And everything I made, everything I took was just like causing this massive, massive pain. And she said, you know, I wonder if you have alpha gal. And I said, I didn't think you could have alpha gal if you didn't have anaphylaxis. And she said, oh, yes, you can. Mm. So I literally just tried this experiment and took everything out that was sourced from a mammal and all the problems that weren't related to the metal, all the problems went away overnight. So they don't have a test? They do have a test. So it's only... Well, and now there's new tests. This this article that came out this week said there's new labs testing, but it used to be um, Vericor Eurofins. It was one test. You could get it through Quest Labs, and it's called the Alpha-Gal panel. Uh, LabCorp didn't test for it, and conse- strangely enough, Doc's going to laugh because I am just a freak. Um, my test is actually negative for it. I have an antibody-negative variant. Uh, and it, they do exist out there, but literally it's like a light switch. If I eat anything from a mammal... I have all the symptoms. If I take it out, I don't. But, you know, I can, because I know my body, I know why that is. I don't test for immunoglobulins on any food allergy test. I just, I have really low immunoglobulins, so I don't register what other people register. So that is my own self-formed hypothesis on why I didn't test positive. But I absolutely, it only came on after those two tick bites, and I absolutely have it. Wow. Mm. Yeah. So, So you did a test. I did a test. It was negative, yeah. but yeah, but, but but I mean, you did another test, which was uh, an exclusion diet. Yeah, right. And I mean, if and, I'm sensitive, and so that's a test. Yeah, and if I'm sensitive yeah. to tell, if I'm sensitive enough to tell without looking, when I get a compounded medication mm-hmm. made in a gelatin capsule, and it ruins my life for two weeks because I have such bad indigestion, I can't function. And I call them, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we just yeah. looked at it, and we made it with gelatin." I mean, I know. So this borders on something I always tell my patients. Uh, if your body is do having yoga, e- yes, do <laughs> yoga and meditation. Oh. Yeah, it's better if it's naked yoga. Yeah, I'm hot just saying. yoga, hot naked yoga, hot Ugh. naked yoga. We're not yeah. far off from that point in yeah, this right, room right now. I know, right? <laughs> All we need to start bending here. I'm about to pull, pull my shirt off. It's so hot. <laughs> Jeez, I know, right? Now I uh, lost my to, point. Uh, no offense, <laughs> but nobody wants to see me. No, no, I, no, no. Oh, no. There's a reason why we're not videoing. Or, no. <laughs> okay, so could it be that if if you have indigestion, that's your body trying to send you a message about something? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Well, that sucks because I have indigestion with everything. I, I take yeah. Prolisic. Okay, so you may you you may take a deep dive because yeah. Yeah, why do steak, you have bro. indigestion? Not going to happen. Maybe, I don't know. Last time what... supply of Prolisic if I have to yep. quit eating steak. Yeah, it turns out that's probably not... No, I don't think great. it's no, I don't think I have indigestion issues. It's just processed crap. It's crap. Yeah. I mean, we it's eat crap. it all the time. Or, I mean, we, or it's overeating yeah. too, which if I'm eating something that's tasty. Y'all, <sighs> I just got back from a vacation. Doc, you're gonna be so proud of me. I just lost forty pounds. I came nice. back from vacation a pound less than I left. That's impossible. It is impossible. I <laughs> Nobody normally does look, that. I look at a cookie and gain ten pounds. How is it even possible? Yeah. I even had ice cream. What? So okay, let's 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 uh, segue back How'd into. How did you have ice cream? Huh? How did you eat ice cream? I thought you couldn't eat nothing with. Oh, because yeah. I still do. It's so I pick my poison. So when I eat ice oh. cream, I take I take Pepsi, I take Imodium, and I take um, allergy medicine. Yeah, yeah, Just for real. Wow. How do you live without I mean, ice cream and cheese? Mm-hmm. Like cheese, I cannot live without cheese. I could live without yeah, ice cream. I could probably live without cheese, but red meat. Shoot, could me not live I don't without. know. Cheese is pretty good. Yeah, I love me some cheese, but yeah. if you had a T-bone in front of you or a block of cheese, which one are you T-bone. gonna pick? I'm gonna bring y'all some emu steak and duck bacon. It's Dude, we're game. Change we're your game. life. It okay. will change your life. But that borders on another facet. It's like pick your poison, but maybe don't pick your poison 
every single day. Exactly. Right. I mean, yeah. if, if, it, right? if it sent me to the toilet 30 minutes for two weeks after I ate a steak, I would probably have to go, okay, I'm only going to eat three <laughs> bites of said steak. Uh, right. So let's segue and back in certain amount of times on yeah. the day. Let's segue back into because your vacation. I just got back from vacation too, and it was along the Gulf Coast, so I ate nothing but seafood. Oh, nice. So I was curious about your uh, metal allergy. Well, seafood is especially shellfish is commonly known to carry mercury, gout. Oh, and and nickel shellfish. And, I'm a huge. Okay, so this is a funny story. I love crab. Uh-huh. I am a crab person. I went to South Padre Island. I don't know. It was ten years ago. I swear I ate five pounds of crab. No joke. It oh, was like yeah. all you can eat crab night at Louis' backyard. I was <laughs> and I totally partook. And then we went across the border to Matamoros to go shopping in Mexico. I I literally got crazy sick like three hours after. You don't want to do that. I in thought Mexico. it no, you don't want to do that. I wound up in the hospital at Brownsville. That's a whole other story. Ooh, yeah. But we thought it was shellfish poisoning. It wasn't shellfish poisoning. It was the nickel allergy. Mm-hmm. And it was insane. Was this before you knew you before had the Before I knew. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, before I knew. And now that I know, I can go back and connect all the dots. But like just just like for your listeners, so talking about the food aspects of nickel. So I'm like sitting there bedridden, can't walk five feet, meat doc, you know, yeah. trying to just get better from 35 specialists. And everybody thinks yeah, it's so psychosomatic. because at, at every- this point, you're you're like... Are you newly his patient? Newly mm-hmm. his okay. patient. And right. I'm just starting to get better. Like, I think I knew you before I had, right when I was starting to have my pelvis fused, right? Right. That's so I didn't even have the diagnosis. At that point, I only had a diagnosis of Lyme disease, which I did have. Okay. I had Lyme disease because it's a side, it, it comes with this allergy. Yeah. Not I think you always. were starting to have hardware removed. I was starting to have hard, yeah. no, well, no, not yet. I don't think. Yeah. Was I? Uh, well, Okay, so I think I had was having my pelvis fused, and then yeah. I started to have the hardware removed. So we didn't have the allergy. I came in right there, okay, right when I was going to have a pelvic fusion, and I wound up having two. And I don't know if I'd had one. I think I'd had one, and then like six months later, I had the other one. And that's what that's when we knew because what happened is they put three more pieces to fuse my pelvis, yeah. and then all of a sudden, this is when I connected all the dots. I couldn't go outside on high pollen days because I had so much more pain. I couldn't um, eat high histamine foods because I had so much more pain. And then the thing that told me is I put on jewelry that I had worn my entire life. Mm-hmm. And I broke out in a rash like that. And the minute I put on the jewelry, I had a metal taste in my mouth. And I was like, is this pollen. Like, is this like sterling silver jewelry? Uh, yeah, or? No. Well, it was like cheaper jewelry. Yeah. It had some nickel in it. Okay. But it was like, um, I just went histamine, pollen, pain. Histamine equals pain. Mm-hmm. What's changed more metal. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. And then I thought about the jewelry allergy, right? I was going into medical school when I got sick. You didn't know that. But I was, I'm super scientific minded and, and I always tried to figure out everything. And I never in all of those surgeries thought to tell any doctor except my spine surgeon, hey, I've always had this jewelry allergy. Do I need to worry about anything you're putting in? He's like, no, it's titanium. It's inert. <laughs> so I didn't worry about it. But all of a sudden I knew. And then literally the, the short version of the story is I went to a doctor who was an internal medicine doc, fellowship trained in allergy, immunology, and rheumatology. I said, here's my symptoms, blah, 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 blah. She said, don't know what it is. You're going to have to live with it. You don't have any symptoms of a metal allergy. I had taken a test requisition to her uh-huh. um, to ask her to test. It's called a blood lymphocyte transformation test for a metal allergy. And she said, I don't believe in that test. I've read all the studies. I took her clinical peer-reviewed literature. Yeah. And took her all the studies. And she said, 
I'll sign it because you drove two hours, but you don't have that, and sent me out the door. Thank God I didn't listen to her. <laughs> Went ahead and got the test. It came back off the charts for a nickel allergy. Took it to my spine doc, who had just fused my pelvis, and he's like, yep, yep, yep. And he's like, we can go take out your lumbar fusion hardware. I had 13 pieces in my lumbar spine. He's like, it's not a big deal to take it out. Well, it wasn't a big deal for him. It was a big deal for me because I was laid up in bed for two weeks. That sucker hurt. But they took out 10 pieces of spinal fusion hardware because my spine had healed. And 60% in my pain, the pain in my legs went away. Um, I could wear jewelry again. I could go outside on high histamine days again. And I could, I could eat high histamine foods. I mean, it was ridiculous. And Doc had taken a blood reading. Mm-hmm. My blood histamine level was 3.53 prior to surgery. Anything over one is high. high. Within six weeks of surgery, is 0.014. No change in outdoor pollen, medication, or diet. Yeah. We knew. I mean, it was a slam dunk. Very and then evident. subsequently what followed was four more surgeries to remove metal. And I got better with each one, and now I am almost. I still have orthopedic issues, but now I am almost completely well. Okay, so when that's, I guess, back to my question of surgeries to remove metal. Yeah, these surgeries you're talking about, like big pieces of hardware. It's not like micro. Is it microscopic? Not metals? always. Yeah. So let me tell you. So they took out ten pieces of lumbar fusion hardware. That was bigger hardware. Yeah. They took out a one centimeter clip in my shoulder, and that's one centimeter. And Are you like a skateboarder or something? That- no. <laughs> there, there's a story there. They actually think I may have EDS, which is a hypermobility um, yeah. a disease. And that's why all the hypermobility and all the fusions were needed. We're still vetting that out. But, I, you know, I just lived hard and played hard. I'm a snow skier. I'm a car, mm. yeah, you know, horse mm. accident, ski accident. I used to barrel race. Yeah. Um, I fell off a, a lot of horses as a kid. I can't yeah. imagine falling off one now. Oh, yeah. No. I, I'm, car- I'm careful. <laughs> it would be traumatic. It would, I'd be just like, just put don't. a bullet in me. Just yeah. don't. I'm done. I know. It's starting to hurt. You start ha- start to have to like guess. But I had that. But here's the thing. So one of the surgeries removed, and people don't know this, when you go out to have your gallbladder removed, they leave three clips usually at the bile duct stump because they don't want you to have a bile leak. And they don't tell the patients most of the time they're leaving metal clips. And if a patient like me goes in and doesn't think to say, hey, I had this jewelry allergy, they leave the metal clips, they're fine for six months. In six months, they have fibromyalgia, and all of a sudden they have this chronic pain, and nobody makes the connection. Well, fortunately, I made the connection, and you would think with all the big hardware I still have, I still have six pins in my pelvis, I still have a, a cervical fusion, I still have a lumbar fusion, But you would think three little one-centimeter clips would make no difference to have removed. They made a huge difference. Six months after I had it out, my my hair's curly. It's soft. It's not breaking anymore. I have way less pain. I can eat way more high histamine foods. I can have ice cream, you know, ice cream from time to time. I can have the the high nickel foods. Like, so going back to that, so... The things, seafood and shellfish. Seafood, shellfish. I've never heard of a nickel being... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, so it's... I don't know. It's part of the metal thing. I'm not going to describe how it gets in shellfish, but the other stuff it gets into was all the stuff I was trying to eat eat to be healthy, all the stuff on the paleo diet. So nuts, seeds, leafy green vegetables, beans, brown rice, gluten-free grains. I was gluten-free for 10 years because they said gluten was inflammatory. Mm -hmm. The best thing for me is white bread and white rice. I got gluten back. So, I mean, hallelujah. (laughs) And no issues. Except my weight. (laughs) (laughs) But, but yeah, that was the thing. And, and I mean, people, I didn't make that connection with food until I was almost 
through the end of like the hardware removal. And then it came to like the stainless steel, the Berkey water filter is supposed to be the best water filter for water. It's leaching water and, and, and that's when you, you had asked me earlier when we were famously not recording. Um, my, <laughs> my, my viral social media post was you can be allergic to your stainless steel sure, water bottle. Yeah. And and it blew up the internet with now almost a million views. Well, not even your water bottle. The filtration systems that you're talking yeah. about sometimes incorporate yeah. stainless steel in their designs. Or so. your shower. You know, your, yeah. there was a girl I just did a podcast interview with um, on the low local diet. Every she would swell up to be unrecognizable within 30 minutes of taking a shower in her house with old water pipes because that water's sitting in the pipes overnight and nobody made the connection. Yeah. And then she's eating all the stuff to be healthy and blowing up even bigger. Yeah, and wondering and wondering what the hell's wrong with her. Exactly. Uh, so that's one of the questions on here. What testing can confirm that one has a metal allergy? Yeah, so the gold standard for, for metal allergies has been heretofore the patch test, which any allergist can recommend. Um, they tape, you know, pieces of the metal on your back, I guess, and then they read it initially, and they read it like a week later. Is that correct? Yeah, they um, basically expose your skin to a, a minute amount of that yeah. substance. Oh, I'm glad I have, I'm and glad then, I didn't have that. <laughs> right. But there's a blood test called a lymphocyte transformation test. It's painless. It doesn't subject you to welts on your back. The the thing that makes that superior over a patch test is that the the Mayo Clinic did experiments with titanium allergies over decades and tested tens of thousands of patients and never had one positive titanium test. But they come back positive on lymphocyte transformation tests all the time. And basically what they do is they take the the blood and they expose it to the metal in like a Petri dish. Mm -hmm. And then they watch for five days and they watch for the lymphocytes to form into lymphoblasts. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. And and then Mm -hmm. they're able to detect the immune reaction. So they verify it with the cell replication and they look at the morphology under a microscope and it's like a slam dunk. So absolutely, especially in your case, one can be allergic to titanium. I'm not allergic to titanium, but here's the thing about titanium that patients don't know. Uh Doctors are told by the reps, titanium. Titanium is inert. Mm. Not true. Titanium is always alloyed with other metals. Titanium, surgical, there's no such thing in a surgical setting as commercially pure titanium. But the FDA, our favorite friends, do not require us to list trace ingredients. Oh, and imagine so, that. So a half a percent of nickel in your 99.5% pure titanium alloy yeah. is enough to make a sensitive patient react systemically six months to a year later. But doctors have to be trained in the delayed hypersensitivity reaction. And that's got to be tough. You have to be yeah. at the right doctor for that or somebody that knows it, that what they're looking for. Well, well I, I don't even think that. Okay, so here's the deal. Here's one of the more interesting elements of this story is I didn't have a clue what she was talking about. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't. And Doc's good. Doc usually has a clue. So the fact that yeah. Doc didn't have no, a clue. No, and, and I don't claim to. And, and part of what we're doing as primary care providers is is not knowing everything, but being able to identify or entertain scientific concepts in our patients, uh, being able to entertain what I call aporia and, and this uh, kind of perspective that we don't have to know everything to kind of really question something right and and so i believe if i recall like whenever you had come to me you had come with elevated histamine levels right yeah and that was enough to say okay something's going on Mm -hmm. i don't know what's going on but something is and and then you further justified the lymphocyte 
uh, test. And, and then that sort of like, okay, well, I need to look into this and, and gave me the comfort to like further research this. But how does somebody who is seeing some other primary care provider broach this like murky territory. So I laugh. Question. Yeah, fire your yeah. doctor and find a new one. <laughs> find a doc faculty. So sorry. Um, no, it is. You and know, I, the thing is, I got really super lucky with my docs. I know what kind of docs to look for because I have that scientific mind. Not everybody has that. And I got really lucky. Like literally, the first time I went to my my spinal spine surgeon, he was like, "Yeah, let's get that hardware out of there." The first time I went to a robotic surgeon's, like, "Hey, I want to lose these gallbladder clips." Yeah, let's get that out of there. Yeah. It was a little bit of a harder sell for my shoulder surgeon, who I don't think believes me to this minute that the tendon anchor that you saw that was corroded and pitted that he said was commercially pure titanium it had rust on it for crying out loud. Yeah. And nine years of pain went away the minute he took it out of my body. But I got really lucky with doctors. I thought until recently. That it was kind of standard that if you go to your doctor and say, hey, remove this foreign body from me, um, that they would do that. They don't. So um, that's the reason I have the Heavily Metal podcast. The goal is to change the medical narrative on metal allergies because doctors only know what they're taught in school and taught by the reps, which is a type 1 allergy. It's a contact allergy, and it shows a little bit of a reaction on the skin. This is none of that. So we literally have to go back and reinvent the wheel and educate doctors. And the biggest thing that patients can do is first educate themselves. Because if you can educate yourself... Then you have a chance of educating your doctor, but you have to walk them through it. They don't have the time. They have good intentions, most most of them, the ones that don't have the God, God complex, but they get a 15-minute office visit. Yeah. They don't have time to research when they're seeing, you know, like mm -hmm. 50 patients a day. Is I mean, isn't it 50 in a conventional model minimum? Yeah, actually, I, I was never to that point, but I lost my mind before I got to that point. Yeah. So. Yeah, but still, even at thirty patients a day, you're not digging into the literature. Yeah. So, and 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 I would say, you know, yeah. you don't waste your time with a doctor who's totally closed-minded. <sighs> you, I, I got really lucky in a, in that I found communities on social media for the low nickel diet, for mm -hmm. surgical clips, for a medical device problem issues, and that there's a great documentary. I don't know if you've seen it called The Bleeding Edge on Netflix. Have you seen it? No, I have no, not. I have oh. Not. You guys, it's about the um, it, it goes into the FDA and the hmm. CDC and metal allergies, but it was about the Esure contraceptive device, the metal, oh, yeah. the metal Esure device that's now off the market. And boy, oh boy, there are some stories there. And like even into it, it shows up in places you wouldn't even expect, like breast implants. Mm -hmm. Silicone breast implants have metal impurities in them. Say what? Say what? How? Yeah, there's metal impurities, and they leach into the patients and make them. I just had Ill. a uh, patient got her implants out. Yeah, and? and and yeah, we'll see. She just got them out. My next podcast episode's on breast implant illness comes out Wednesday. Okay, yeah. good yeah, to know. Okay, let's let's stop there so you can tell everybody where to find your podcast and all your social stuff. We'll wrap up with that too. Okay, but right here in the middle of it, let's let's let them know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So heavilymetaled.com. M e T oh, fuck. Oh, why am I gonna have <laughs> You're to not spell? Even drinking. I'm not. I'm sober. M E T A L L E D. So meddled with two L's, but heavilymeddled.com. And we okay. have really cool things there. And um, we'll talk about them at the end. Okay. Nice. Right on. Well, that's where you find it. So God, terrible There's day for breast implants. There. Yeah. Man, we're a lot of stuff know, there. So very passionate one, subject on this show. Yeah, <laughs> one idea I I try to encapsulate as we talk okay. is this idea that uh not talk on this episode, but as as you and I no, talk, give Sherry, talk, help me. 
Oh, you need some uh, new riff? Yeah, I would love some new riff. Uh, I, was, I was trying not to interrupt you. I was trying to be covert here. ABV. Pretty good bourbon. Is that a Kentucky? What do I got over here that yeah, I'm Yeah, Kentucky drinking? straight Legend. bourbon. Oh, and I met a guy. Yeah, on, would you like some? Oh, that's wait. wine. We can't I met a guy it. from, uh, uh, Mark, I want to say Markers now, thanks to you, <laughs> Maker's Mark, Markers. Uh, while on vacation. He worked for uh, Maker's Mark in the warehouse. Where was your cool. vacation? Uh, was Gulf Shores, Alabama. Nice. And then we ended Bama. up in uh, Pensacola and then... Um, uh, in between Pensacola and Panama City oh, in nice. Florida. My first time to flow rather. Nice. I thought it was beautiful. Emerald waters, clear, blue. It was beautiful. Lots was, of seafood. And it was cooler than here, no doubt. It, well, it was like, you know, 90 to 98, but sea breeze and wind, it didn't. <laughs> I just, I went, before I went to Colorado, I went to Minnesota and it was, it was 90 degrees instead of 100 degrees. And I was like, oh, it feels so good. <laughs> Even five it's like degrees. 105 out there right now. It's just stupid right it's now. It's 109. I don't know who you're talking when to. When you got here, but yeah. it's 7 o'clock at night. And so. no no rain in the forecast. We haven't had rain in probably a month now. I mean, everything is dead. Yeah, good month. I think even yeah. the grasshoppers are dead now. No, there's no, nothing else to eat. There's nope, a million of them. We yeah, yeah, it was they're good. 79 degrees in Evergreen, Colorado Jeez. yesterday. That's... Uh, yeah, my sister like, is in New Mexico. I and, wore a jacket. Uh, close to Taos or Red River, and she's sending like videos, and they're all in jackets, and you can see their breath early mm. in the morning. I know. I had goosebumps. I filled my goose, filmed oh my, my goosebumps. See, Heath and I are just wasting away in the heat down here. It's, it's not I'm back good. here with you, yeah. yeah. I'm, let's all go to the mountains as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm going to the to... Caribbean in, in next week. Oh, so. nice. Where? Uh, Cozumel, Rotan, okay. and... Uh, and some port, some industrial port somewhere that I don't even know why it's on. Yeah, the it's going to be great. Nice, very nice. So, okay, so so toxins. Okay, a lot of times it's not one specific toxin, or it is one specific toxin, but but that takes the bulk of the reaction. But but it's a collection of toxins. It's a buildup. Okay, at some point you cross the point of not being able to antiox or detox this level of toxins. And that's what I think the hypersensitivity reaction is. At some point, you got too much metal, right? Whether it's from the cookware or the Yeti cups or the surgical hardware, it's this kind of additive well, it's concept. A, yeah, it's a total body. It's a total body burden, you know, bucket concept. Either the bucket's full or bucket's not. Remind me to yeah. come back and talk about the chronic, the chronic infection component of this. Yeah. Because this mechanism, the, the mechanism of the type, it's a, called a type four delayed hypersensitivity reaction. The mechanism of this is it's antigen driven and T cell mediated. So you can explain yeah. that, but it's a totally different allergy picture that causes this whole syndrome but getting back to the detox the mthfr mutation the people that have okay that, that's really interesting yeah 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 yeah, right? yeah. so talk more about that uh, I, well or i can yeah, either you, way go, go ahead yeah, yeah so i have one i'm i'm a heterozygous you know mthfr c677t but it's a it's a detox it gene. turns out i have an employee that's homo mm, nice mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, homo. Uh, homo zygus. Homo zygus detoxer. Okay, what is homo zygus? Not detoxer. I'll bite. Or? Yeah, MTHFR. Okay, so probably work. It is what it day, sounds yeah. like it spells. <laughs> so I, I find that it's hard to talk about this with patients, and I try to because we check it and and 
it's like, what does it mean? Okay, so MTHFR is. Yeah, a, I think we're all sitting here hoping you'll tell us what. Yeah, the MTHFR. So <laughs> basically, it's a mother. It's a mother. Effort, a mother effort. You know? Yeah, for it's a mother real. effort, and that's what we refer to. Like whenever I talk about this with patients, we call it the mother effort gene, mm. and and basically it encodes a biochemical step that's required to form antioxidants. Okay, or better yet, to take the nutrients that you take into your body and allow those to be used for biochemical processes. And and if this gene is defunct, uh, what is that? <laughs> it's not me. It's the Roomba. Is it the Roomba? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> she they all look at me. Okay, it's not so me. She's pissed off about something. I don't know what's going on with the Roomba. So if I were to super dumb it down, I would say this is a gene. It's probably all that robotic talk docs talk. Yeah, yeah that probably is. That's probably, that's probably what it is. Me, George yeah. Jetson. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> Hey, didn't they have a Roomba? <laughs> I don't. They had yeah, something. They had, they had no, a, who was, they who had was a the full, robot? Who yeah, was that Rosie, robot? Was, Rosie. Rosie. Yeah, Rosie. Rosie. She did everything. <laughs> I wish I had a Rosie. But yeah. to dumb it down, basically this yeah. gene encodes something that's important. And if you miss one copy of this gene and you gain enough burden or toxin burden, then you're not going to be able to over, you're not going to be able to detox that burden. If you have two copies, then... Then you're yeah. even more screwed. Yeah, even more screwed. Yeah, for real. And you have to be cognizant cognizant of that. How do you become cognizant of that? You I mean, get sick. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, you get sick. And, and hope you like, have a good doctor that can diagnose that. For real. Yeah. And it's not as easy. Like, the conversation's not as easy as, well, you got this gene. It's problematic. Yeah. And so you should stop doing this one thing that makes this problematic. It's... It's no. you don't detox nickel well. You don't detox anesthesia well. You don't detox, you don't detox Novocaine from the dentist well. well. Stress. You don't detox stress well. So yeah. in, your, in your case, what happens when you become so, um, when you can't detox metal and you become so, I guess, toxic to the point where you're sick? I was bedridden yeah. for years. Could not walk five feet. Could not sit. Could not stand. Could, had to be driven around laying down on the floor of a car. That's horrific. For years, um, I would lay down in airports. I would lay down in doctor's offices. I had what, what they called my throne that they would carry in, and I would lay on it in the doctor's office because I couldn't sit and I could not stand. I was a complete and utter freak, and there was nothing I could do about so it. So at that point, when it's that bad, you surgery is the only option to detox? No, no, no. So, well... I, in her case, in in yeah. my in my case, that was yeah. that was part of the answer. But see, it wasn't just it wasn't just the metal allergy. I had Lyme disease. So what mm. happens is there was such immune system reactivity from the nickel allergy that the whole immune system went down. Lyme disease. A lot of people carry it. It can lay dormant in the body until it's triggered by a trauma, an illness, or a surgery. So when the immune system went down, all of a sudden I have active Lyme disease from tick bites probably 20 years oh, wow. ago. And Lyme, so now I'm not only dealing with the metal allergy, I'm dealing with Lyme disease and five co-infections. And Lyme disease, most doctors aren't trained in that either because right. there's not good testing. There's over 100 strains of Lyme in the U.S. LabCorp Quest test for three. Most people will have a negative test. It usually requires multiple antibiotics for many, many years to treat it. And the symptoms 
of treating Lyme disease are worse than the infection itself. So it's, I had a doctor say to me one time, if you gave me a choice between cancer and chemotherapy and Lyme disease and Lyme treatment, I'd take cancer. Wow. Because it was like that brutal. So, I mean, I'm really lucky I didn't eat a bullet. I'm very lucky I had a scientific mind yeah. as I started to get the metal pulled out and got to where I could think because it affects you mentally. Sure. Like you want to talk symptoms. For me, it was pain. You cannot imagine this much pain in a body. It is like pain. We're not talking pain in a knuckle. Yeah. We're talking pain in every cell in your body from head to toe. Yeah. I felt like I was burning. I was having mini seizures. I felt like I had electricity running through my body, which is which is a discussion. Um, that comes from something called galvanism. Some of the like metal cavities can have a positive charge. Surgical hardware can have a negative charge. It creates a measurable current so between do, the two. In, in fact, have an electrical I current. I did, in fact, you. have an electric. So, like the what EMG. What does that sensation feel like? Like, like, like you're plugged into a light socket. God. Like you've stuck your finger. And here's the craziest thing. So, yeah. like, literally, you become EMF sensitive. And like, um, when I I could never have an EMG, which is a nerve study. That's what they want to do when you have chronic pain. They couldn't even start to hook that thing up because I felt like I was being electrocuted because I already had. One of my favorite doc, I don't know if Doc's heard this episode yet, but I just did an episode with a surgeon who did an in vivo study, oh, which means not. in the OR. Oh, you got to hear this. So in the OR, he he did the study, took a voltmeter, put a probe on the patient's dental filling, and put a probe when he had the, was taking out some foot and ankle hardware, put sure. a probe there, took a measurement, takes the hardware out, takes the measurement again. There was a drop in 200 millivolts. Once the hardware in the foot was removed within the body. Just because you've removed that current. Just because you removed that current. <laughs> and that's why that's why I couldn't handle an EMG. That's why I was electrically sensitive. Yeah. I called it surging. I didn't know what else to call it. But when I we figured out the metal component, it was just like all the things that made everybody, including myself, think I was a freak. Yeah. Was just like bing, bing, bing. I mean, it just tick, 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 all the but boxes. Here's what's interesting to me is that like you removed the metal hardware. Yeah. Okay, and it treats the Lyme disease. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, it, how? It, it helped. Um, I actually did go for Lyme treatment, incredible clinic called Lyme Stop in Coeur d'Alene, okay, Idaho, yeah. world, world famous. You were telling That's me That's not about a bad that. place to have treatment. That's actually, nice it was place. amazing. This guy's a chiropractor that uses muscle testing and magnets to tell the body, Doc would love this, to tell the body where the infection's hiding, and the body takes care of it and gets rid of it itself with no die-off reaction, that horrible reaction I was telling you, yeah. over the course of a year. So I literally, and because my immune system was already on the upswing, it was able to do that. And yeah. I'm literally, Lyme's gone. I don't have any Lyme anymore. That's fantastic. But a lot of these patients that have these type 4 delayed hypersensitivity, antigen-driven, I'll let Doc explain what that is, but these antigen-driven allergies, um, once you... You know, the, the chronic infections come with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because why don't you explain that? Because, you know, you're going to do a better job at that. I can. Me. It's it's overall immune dysregulation. Right. Yeah, that's simple. Yeah, that's simple. <laughs> yeah. You know, basically your immune system is handling so many things and it gets overwhelmed and then it fails at all those things. And that's yeah. how I, I think of this. Well, and the crazy thing is unpacking all of this. And Doc's in the middle of this with me right now. You know, I'm totally violating my own HIPAA, but I just lost 40 pounds. And I'm, as I'm healing, I don't need a lot of the medication I needed anymore. I don't yeah. need the antihistamines that I needed anymore. I've been going in feeling like death, and we couldn't figure out what was wrong. I had to change my thyroid medicine. Just finally figured out I had to change my beta blocker, my heart rhythm. So I was looking at heart um, measurements mm -hmm. from 2017. 
My heart rate was 152 beats per minute standing up in my kitchen. And they were yeah. trying to give me salt. And, that just oh, you've got normal. orthostatic hypotension. Yeah. My resting heart rate laying on the couch was 96 beats per minute. You know what it was today sitting down? 57. <laughs> I mean, nice. it's like starting to correct. But now yeah. I'm now I'm trying to figure out how to wean off the medication right. that got me through yeah. when I was so sick. Yeah, obviously you don't want to rely on, have to rely on it the rest of your life oh if, you're, if you're healed. I mean, I'm just lucky I lived, y'all. People are mm-hmm. – and that's the important thing about this allergy. We're talking anybody that's had men that have had reactions to watch brands mm-hmm. or snaps on their jeans. Men are allergic to this too. Yeah, but usually uh, it's a topical. Like you could tell because you have a rash or something come up. It's yeah. not a systemic yeah, but thing it's not, like you're describing. It's never just topical. Yeah, right. it's never just topical. What you, what, but you assume it's topical unless you're feeling yeah. to the depths of what you're feeling. Well, and it like, but how many people go in for a knee replacement or a hip replacement True. or gallbladder surgery? And these guys who, let's just take a guy. A guy's had a reaction to snaps on his jeans. Is he going to say anything to the surgeon mm-hmm. about, hey, I had a reaction when I was a kid to snaps on my jeans? No, they're not. No, he's no. not going to say anything. He's going to wake up in six months with fibromyalgia <laughs> and crickets, and everybody's going to think, I don't know where your pain's coming from. Fibromyalgia is just one of those things we can't explain. Well, that alludes to the next question, like how common is medical or metal hypersensitivity in in like a general population? Let me tell you, my so I think the numbers by the numbers, it's about fifteen percent of the worldwide population is allergic to nickel. That's nickel. That's not the That's other alloys. Number. That's a big number. Yeah. And we're talking out of a hundred patients. Like 3% might have a life-changing reaction to metal hardware. Sure. That's 3 out of 100. That's not rare. Yeah, that's not rare and at all. Ask, and that's only 3 out of 100 that know what the condition is. That's you. not including the ones that have gone undiagnosed right. or misdiagnosed. Yes, and, and, and it doesn't have to be metal hardware. It can be diet alone. Somebody that's on a vegetarian or vegan diet that has chronic pain. Have you ever had a reaction to jewelry? If you have... Try eating some meat <laughs> what would, uh, and take that stuff out. See if you feel better in a month. Really? Yeah. But, but so naturally, one would want to say abstain from meat and go towards vegetarian or vegan. Mm-mm. That seems to no. be the worldwide health consensus. <laughs> Obviously, we don't condone that at this table, but that's all. everything you read is like, oh, you should eat more vegetables, eat more fruit. The yeah. best diet for a metal allergic patient is meat. You heard it here first, yes. folks. Mm-hmm. Meat, meat, meat. Um, but, you know, the, the crazy thing is, uh, I was going to say something, and I just totally had a brain fart, so you all talk amongst yourselves for a minute. Uh, it was important. Dang it. What yeah. was I going to say? M- uh, not including the shellfish variety, I guess, because of nickel. Well, okay. okay so Food out does, of a can, yeah. you know? Oh, but, sure. Oh, what I was going to tell you is in like my sardines. Per- uh, I don't know about sardines. I don't like sardines, so I don't I know do. about sardines. <laughs> so but nasty. I, I will tell you, so my personal no. experience, right? I run this podcast, but my personal experience is 50%, 50% of the people I talk to with chronic pain have a history of metal allergies and metal in their body. Okay. But the crazy thing is you ask them, have you ever had a jewelry reaction? No, nope. Well, have you ever had ear infections with cheap earrings? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've had that. So I get the no the first time. They say, have you had any surgery? Yes. Do you have any metal in your body? No. What surgery have you had? Gallbladder, appendix, female. I had my tubes tied. So I had my metal. Pins. Metal. And they don't even know Lips. it. And I'm like, you have metal. Yeah. And, a lot, and then we get into a whole issue of informed consent. Doctors aren't telling patients they're putting metal in. They just sign a consent, rushed as they're going into the OR for standard of care. Damn it, Doc. Why are you people so shady? I know, know. right? Well, I will say, we just don't know enough about this. Yeah. 
Did they yeah. put metal in my foot for the snake bite? I don't no, think so. No, they did not. But the spleen, or the, uh, what I have blow out on me? My spleen? <laughs> no, you're yes. You probably have some. Yes, you probably yeah, have yeah, clips. Yeah, the spleen. Yeah, the yeah. spleen. No, appendix. Appendix, that's yeah. what it was. Yes, you. You got a clip. Not always. Not and the hernia, always, though. And the hernia, it's probably got some kind of metal mesh, don't it? Maybe. It okay. probably has polyethylene mesh. I don't know. But All right. if you're having any chronic pain, it's a discussion. Let's ask gout. That's the only chronic pain I have. <laughs> gout? Yeah. Yeah. And, it, my, and my freaking retarded doctor said, quit drinking whiskey and ease <laughs> off the red meat. <laughs> no, no, no. But for real, gout gout is a symptom. There's over 50 symptoms of metal allergy, and gout yeah. is one. It could be, and that clip can be removed. And the, mm. the amazing thing is when these patients go in, like take somebody that just has gallbladder clips. Yeah. Like I have two patients that I did for my podcast that almost died from this. They go have those removed. And most doctors will say they can't be, by the way. They can. Yeah. You just got to find the right surgeon. They have those removed and every symptom goes away the minute they wake up. Incredible. So let's... let's so I'm let's guessing see. they make some other type of clips, yeah. plastic or... They make vinyl. They oh, are okay. pla- they're vinyl and plastic clips, but... I will point but out. they can be removed without replacing the clip. Yeah. Right, but can you go into said surgery and go, bro, put vinyl clips instead of metal clips? You can go in and yeah. say, bro, no foreign bodies, no clips, because you can have a foreign body reaction that creates the same type of immune response. The body's, so Doc loves this, the body's intelligent. Mm-hmm. The body knows when something's not supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. So why are we all surprised that the body goes, hey, foreign invader, let's break that shit down and get mm-hmm. rid of it? Because it, it, it does. Mm-hmm. And so it's best if they just sew it. They can sew it. They don't have to put a metal clip in. Mm. So we got to broach the uh, the topic then about vaccines. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, for are we decades going now. Are we going there? You are going right. there. Okay. We have We're to. going there. We Do have it. to. Because the biggest topic of vaccines is uh, <laughs> aluminum. Yeah. That's included to, to give you aluminum. that. No, 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 no. Have, you done, the mag- have you done the magnet test? Has anybody had a vaccine at this table? Hell no. Good for you. Now, yeah. I don't know, but but a friend of mine who is a pharmacist did the <laughs> magnet test on his wife. Oh, yeah. It and, and it was real? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep, he filmed I did, it. I didn't know what to think about I gotta it. I got to approach test that nope. with like a yeah. bit of skepticism because most I did. No. aluminum is not magnetic. So what it, what in the hell would be causing that reaction mm-hmm. in Whatever in they're COVID putting in vaccines. that's trying to kill us. Yeah, well, I'm not debating that for sure, but. That would, is that me? Uh, there's no telling. I hit. I hit yeah, something. Was, it might have been me. Is that Fauci? Fauci. Oh, that's the government. <laughs> the government. They're coming to get us. Let's just say we're yeah. not Dr. suicidal. We broke that healthy. subject, and yeah. then we're like, shut down. Doctor Fauci's outside. Yeah. Yeah. Get your COVID vaccines, okay? Um, yeah, but that was. A, there was thousands of videos of people having a magnetic yeah. reaction. To I go to church with him, and he's. Cons- I mean, he's super conservative. Not really a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Well, I, that doesn't actually go together. But no, he said he did it to his wife. It absolutely stuck. And he had a friend who was super skeptical, and he stuck it on her. Same thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's legit. <laughs> so, but uh, moving on from COVID, vaccines yeah. in general have aluminum in them to give your immune system a res- like stimulate it. Yeah, uh, for a response, an adjuvant. So, uh, thank you. So yes. there's a whole other thing out there called Asia syndrome, which is autoimmune inflammatory syndrome induced by adjuvants. Do you know about Asia? No. Uh huh. None of us do. Yeah, I so, won't claim to know everything. Well, so the, the it's basically the same symptom picture as the metal allergy. The immune system just reacts, but it can react to any adjuvant, and so it can be a foreign body, it can be a foreign substance, it can be you know whatever. Yeah. So basically, uh, to to kind of convey what's happening there is uh and and 
I don't know where I stand on vaccines. Oh, right? I'm going to help you figure like, that out. Oh, okay. So I, right now I know where I stand on institutions, COVID vaccines. Yeah. Right. That well, was thankfully a, because of you, that was a new technology that was rolled out during a pandemic. And that's super sketch. When they're not even considered period. vaccinations. Okay. So I got period. I got, right? you know, who Ty Bollinger is no. Okay. I got a hundred hour documentary series. The truth about vaccines. It's, it's impartial. They consider yeah. all the sources. I'll share it with you. You're going to love it. So, but you'll uh, know where you stand on vaccines. Quickly. Yeah. Right. And, and okay. So a good scientific skeptic is skeptic mm-hmm. period. Everybody should be a skeptic to a degree. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. So, so something about COVID was sketch, mm-hmm. right? But then you texted me a question that was super relevant. Mm-hmm. And I well, asked my team the same question and it was, okay, why are we giving babies hep B vaccines? Oh yeah. This is recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So what, what did, yeah, my, what did you learn there? My child is not hanging around drug dealers. Uh, to this point, she's not having sex with <laughs> homosexual men. Um, and she's not sharing needles. What else? Uh, that's what, mostly it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, it's like gay dudes. Yeah. Needle sharers. Druggies. Va- druggies, junkies. Junkies. Um, and, you, you know, maybe professionals. So what, you're saying, what, what you're saying is if y'all, y'all lived in California, she'd probably need to get it. <laughs> well, so. she could be hanging around like medical people, like myself. Okay, that was another you know, argument, like me too, and Cora, was, was doctors. Like, well, out. and I just heard But we don't share, like, But why blood. does an infant, fresh out of the... Unless the mother... Okay, so they test the mother. They do these blood panels on the mothers to see... Optimally, for HIV, right? hepatitis, whatever. And if, okay, if the mother's positive, not, okay, then maybe treat the child. Not that mothers don't just pop in... Who have had no prenatal care because that happens. Yeah. Right? Yeah, sure. But but mostly, like most babies, the mom was tested. Yeah, sure. In, so, in an ideal situation, the mom was tested. Right. The, so the question is why? why? I, well, I thought. Why does hepatitis? Okay, that's a really good question. <laughs> right. Well, and I, I just heard about the tetanus vaccine too. Like, I mean, so tetanus is like if you're on a farm and you're, you know, you get, you step on a rusty nail. How many kids in the city are on a farm stepping on rusty nails? I mean, we're on a farm right now. Well, yeah, kid, but yeah, we I've stepped on plenty of rusty things <laughs> yeah, here. Too, yeah. Slice my hand open plenty of... But I've had my tetanus shots. How many kids are in the city drinking water from rusty pipes? All of them? I don't know. I don't know. But, but here again, I, th- I think that's the theme is, okay, so we've just kind of gone along for so long, and now we're starting to question, like, Okay, well, what's you, up with this? Why aren't why are babies getting Hep B vaccine? Well, have you seen the study that's a really on the good Amish? Question. No, nobody has. That's a, that, that's, that's the problem. Is there is no study? The Amish don't have. <laughs> well, so so I watched a documentary on like Luddites. YouTube or something like that. But this dude was like, the government has been studying the Amish since day one, but you'll never see a uh, document or a paper or anything on it because they obviously don't want you to know. But he says the amount of like ADHD in the Amish community. Very little. I feel like that's horseshit because the Amish don't use traditional medicine or traditional doctors. So it may exist, but it's going undiagnosed and it's going. Or it, they don't have any. Or it's going they untreated. Have, well, it wasn't they just that. It was, no, they it was ha- bunch, I guarantee you they have it. it. I guarantee you 100% that it goes on, but it goes undiagnosed or it goes untreated. And I know this because I've been around people that have lived with the Amish and the Amish are all fucking alcoholics. We've discussed this. Mm-hmm. Oh, So there's there's issues in the Amish community. Yeah, I'm, not saying they're, I'm not saying they're perfect. I'm just saying the amount of different problems that we're 
Um, but I'm telling you, they, they live in the kids. 1800s. Well, so. you know, there's an interesting right. thing. It comes back to metals that, that if, like, I know people that have had nonverbal autistic kids fully vaccinated, and they give mm-hmm. them something called TRS, which is a nano zeolite that, that t- basically goes in and captures the metals and the toxins and pulls it out, and all of a sudden the kids are becoming verbal again. Yeah. So is this so, like a chelation Agent? Uh, mm, no, not exactly. Yeah. Kind of, but not. I mean, okay. don't get me, don't get me to lie in on that. But you know, not that I know anything about that. But but what's it doing? Like, it's what's pulling TRS? out the, It's pulling out the toxins that were given in the vac- that came with the vaccines, the adjuvants, <laughs> and they're becoming verbal. Like all of the symptoms are going away. And like I was listening to this, and I don't have I don't have the best memory because I still have you know metal allergy brain fog. But go into listening about like the polio vaccine. Well, the polio vaccine, there the cases of polio, you come to find out the symptoms of polio were similar to symptoms of this other thing. So now they're thinking it was this complete other thing. And the polio vaccine didn't do all the miracles that they said it did. When you actually get into, and they produce the evidence and they produce mm-hmm. the facts. And when you actually start listening to that, it's unbelievable. Like the shingles vaccine, I actually had to think about that because nobody wants shingles. I, I don't Ooh, vaccine, and I don't them. flu vaccine, I don't shingles anything vaccine. Sucks. Yeah. But oh, shingles is horrible. That's the one thing I absolutely don't want. But you actually look into the shingles vaccine, and I think like literally, Doc, in the paperwork, it's less than 10% effective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Plus, that's, that's, so I'm going to inject all of this crap. That's something he and I have talked about. We're talking about my my daughter and the vaccines, you know, the schedule of vaccines and everything. And it sucks because the kids almost had to have them to be able to have a functional life, to get through school, get a passport, go to other countries, whatever. No, no, my son's not vaccinated. Yeah, He's 21. Get, he can go everywhere. Yeah, why do you have to get vaccination to get through school? I thought the, the school request. State exemption. You just have to oh. take additional step to. Yeah. It's a paper. It's a you piece know. of paper. It's free. Nobody even yeah, asks you a, a question. There's tons of people that don't vaccinate and, kids. But I think it's super relevant now. And I will say, like, post-COVID, I don't have a single kid who's a patient. And, yes, I have an atypical clinic right. or an atypical population of kids. But I don't have a single kid who's on a normal vaccine schedule. And it's not because of anything I've told mom. And how are they doing with their chronic health conditions? Do you see them? I mean, I see them. They're, I mean, I mean, would you say that you see them in the same percentage colds, that you saw ear them infections, in? strep throat, all the normal stuff? Yeah. yeah, but the other, the autism and like all the chronic stuff that that us anti-vaxxers <laughs> say comes yeah. from the vaccines. Are you seeing those? Are you seeing? A- I mean, I would have to say I have a super small sample size, right? So first of all, but I think what's relevant in that is that mothers are coming to me and they're saying. Okay, I'm just not going to do this. Yeah. And I, yeah, that's, that's super interesting. It's like COVID produced a healthy skepticism Good. in the populace. Well, I don't so, know if COVID And did, I am seeing that. I'm seeing that like 100%. I don't know if COVID did, but the government sure did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, good the point. institutions <laughs> right? that we yeah, always exactly. talk about. Yeah. It's, it's the singularity now between big pharma and the government have uh-huh. become the singularity institution that yep. says you must. Yeah. You have to, and you must. The insanity or around else. what was COVID yeah. produced a healthy skepticism. And and there again, I don't know that we're not in a bubble, that we're not just North Texas and all the mothers in North Texas are like, mm, I'm going to think about think this. Red state. I, no, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's, well, you I don't have, think it is. You have honestly. some people that just go for the status quo and whatever they say they do. Because I have mothers I that come to me from other physicians yeah. and they're like, I'm bro, one of those people. Bro, why are you singling yeah. out the dads, bro? <laughs> he 
Jeez, yeah, I'm one of those people that have moms. asked you the questions. It's about. not the dads. It's oh, sometimes it's the dads. Well, that's on okay. my daughter's vaccine schedule, and you're like, yeah, does she really need a flu shot? Because kids can get the flu and get over it. Mm-hmm. What's the other one? RSV. Yeah. Rotavirus. Yeah. What's the big the female uh, one? The HPV. Respiratory syncytial virus. I have to correct you. Okay. HPV. That's a okay. that's a nasty vaccine, isn't it? <sighs> I there again. Okay, so supposedly. Right, you have to look at the data, but supposedly, like uh, cervical cancer is down, mm-hmm. maybe because of the vaccine. But there again, but what's the trade-off? I don't know. I don't. I, I think that's the answer to the question. Is it's okay to have an I don't know, yeah, and and to say, okay, fully flesh out. Okay, am I going to get the vaccine or not? Right. Uh, but is uh, there like a percentage of tests out there that? Kids that are not getting all those vaccinations versus kids that do. What's the you know, bro? They, they're not testing that. They're not going to release not, that information. Could, yeah. I don't think <laughs> you could ever find that data. I don't. Uh-uh. That no. would be. Well, Ty of, Bollinger might have it. That truth about uh, that truth about vaccines. Truth mm-hmm. about cancer. Same guy. Yeah. Um, that series is amazing. Ted Bollinger. Ty Bollinger. Ty Bollinger. Okay. okay, so here's what's interesting: is I know enough now to never recommend for or against a vaccine you can inform the patient as much as possible right. and let them make the decision i as much as i can yeah right and you know you learn a lot if you just sit down and read the insert from the vaccine literally sit yeah. down and read the insert mm-hmm. or oh god you remember that was going around with the covid vaccines like they had found the insert and they opened them up it was just blank yeah Nothing. Oh, I didn't even see that. Really? You no. didn't see that? Yeah. No, but I actually uh, did an interview with a gynecologist who literally came on and he was very PC, um, didn't didn't get into politics or religion or anything, and he didn't get into vaccines, he didn't get into anything, but he said, I am seeing legitimately in my practice 50%, maybe higher, more miscarriages hmm. in the last two years. Yeah, infertility. Wow. Uh, Since the COVID thing? Yeah, Since infertility thing. was always one of the big conspiracy pushes and now it's like maybe that wasn't such a conspiracy after all yeah but uh chicken pox and um yeah. shingles like we why all we had chicken, chicken pox, pox and we all had, yeah why do we need that okay i can get into some something so you crazy. don't get shingles let's get into it but, you want to yeah. hear something crazy okay so one of the things i did to treat lyme disease and, and, and doc hadn't even heard of this so i'm taking doc to a whole new place was use a Rife machine. So a Rife machine was invented by a doctor clear back in the 1930s, Dr. Royal Raymond Rife. It was a frequency generator that I've sends radio frequencies into the body to destroy the cell wall and blow up the cell. Like we're, if we're all old enough, remember the Livers at Memorex commercial yeah. where the opera singer shatters the glass? Yes. She shattered the glass because she hit the same frequency it vibrated at. Yeah. So literally, I got a Rife machine, and I was using frequency on the Lyme, and I was getting better. So now, like, all these antibiotic-resistant infections and, like, you know, tetanus or, you know, whatever, there's been research done as to the frequencies of those viruses, funguses, pathogens. Mm. You can use a Rife machine. The FDA would used to raid offices and take them, and they won't <laughs> say anything about them. Imagine that. But these things are amazing. God, more more evidence to not trust your institutions. I mean, is it that simple though? I mean, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it seems to be. It seems to be, yeah. If you oh, think, man. if you have a brain, yeah, I think what's the brain. most important point of all this is I don't necessarily agree with Sherry on everything. Okay, right. 
but I don't have to because it's not my health. It's right. her health. And, and she's done the research and, and <coughs> so I want to know what you don't agree with. Well, I don't, <laughs> you know, that's right. It's like, uh, yeah, but I, I feel like as a medical me. provider, it's also your job not to agree with her. If she yeah, comes in yes saying man. that, yeah, I've, but I've, I've done the research and <laughs> if I take my arm, arm off my body and smack <laughs> me on the face, that's going to make me better. I, I right. feel like that's your job to go. Probably shouldn't. Probably if I get heroin every day, yeah. I'm going to sleep. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So I could have a patient that comes to me and says, okay, I'm allergic to hashtag FJB. Right? What's that? Never mind. It's on a hat in here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Let's I could go, say, Brandon. Yep. I, I could say, well, okay, I don't think that's right. Right? Yeah. And, and, but it would, but if they come to me and they say, okay, well, I think I have this. I want to check these tests. Yeah. I think it's valid. And, and I'm not going to put up a scientific argument against that if it's warranted to just check the test. Okay. Right? Or better yet, if they come to me and they say, I have these tests. And, and so I think that's the important point is, is you came to me with valid concerns and, and, and something that you had validated. And, and so it wasn't my job to say, okay, you're not filling this. It's not because of this. It, it's my job to say, okay, let's see. Let's look into it. Yeah. Let's look into yeah. it. I, I'm, who am I to say where does it get you're to the not point right. where you have to intervene or interject and say, <laughs> No, I think you're going to cause harm to yourself or... A- yeah, but those are really good questions. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's like, that's correct. Mm-hmm. At some at some point, maybe I have to step in and say, okay, you're, you're really not <laughs> You've doing... You've lost it. <laughs> yeah, I know, but right? But we're just looking at lab testing. What real harm could that cause? None, yeah. 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 You know, at some point, you went and had hardware removed, and there was some point where I said... Okay, I'm not so sure about this, but yeah. you had validated yourself to the point where I said, "I'm just kind of curious what happens to the histamine level after you have the hardware removed." Yeah, and you saw it. You saw it come. I back. did. We were both like, "Huh?" Yeah. yeah. So, so you, you, I've heard the word histamine a lot. You're saying high histamine foods. What are some of those? Mm, uh, that's a really good question. Citrus. Um, citrus is really high histamine. A, a, well, there's, so there's high histamine foods and histamine-releasing foods. So like strawberries and yeah. bananas are histamine releasers. But aged meat. Aged meat. Like any, any yeah. leftovers that sit in the fridge develop, his, build histamine. Yeah. Uh, what? Gosh, what else? Citrus. Um, citrus uh, and eggplant get me, but what? gosh, what else? Is it eggplant? Look it up. Egg whites. Oh, egg, egg whites. Egg, eggplant is high, but egg whites are really high mm-hmm. in histamine. Um, Look it up. Yeah, yeah. The There's some really, the yeah. Google. Yep. Yeah. The Google. Yeah. What, uh, for the sake of the lay people listening to this, what what is histamine? What does it do? Okay. Histamine is uh, basically your body's anti-allergen Reaction. Okay. So whenever your body detects something that like, mm, I'm not going to like this, then it produces histamine, an inflammatory response in order to 
deal with that allergen. Mm-hmm. So right? my body produces a bunch of that when I'm fixed to put turkey bacon in my mouth. <laughs> Probably. My body's like, you're not going to like this. Before it even hits the mouth. No, it's not. It, no, your mind says, oh. I'm not going to like this. No, my body you, says You actually too. don't know if your body oh, yeah. isn't going to like oh, this. Oh, yeah, but I do. But the jury is out I on tried it. duck bacon. Yeah, we're going to oh, have no, to do no, that no, for no, sure. Yeah. You, got, you have not lived until okay. you've had duck I bacon. I want to eat some emus. Can you get emu steaks at... Central Market? Uh, no, you have to get those. I get those from Amarillo Hills Farm okay, in, you're gonna have in to give, Tennessee, give but I will bring you but. some because I, I, I okay. I, All right, I we're not joking around. We're counting. No, 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 yeah. for real. This, this is that, but that out. means I get to come back to the podcast. Absolutely. No, 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 no. You get to come out and we'll actually cook for you. Okay. You Wait. bring the duck. You bring the emu and the duck. We'll cook it. Nice. Well, we've never cooked either of those. Do you That's smoke okay. it? Do you smoke it because like smoked smoke? I love smoked smoked meat, but smoked meat's really high in nickel <laughs> and and cigarettes. Wait, 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 wait. Why? And, How does smoked just all of a sudden know. smoked? But it's, it's cigarettes. It is this thing. Yeah. It's uh, cigarettes. It's uh-huh. um, uh, wood fire. Uh, wood fireplaces. Yeah. Uh, it's smoke. Don't ask well, me where it comes from. The it just smoker does. pits that we use are made out of iron, uh, steel. steel. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to guess whenever you burn it still with high heat, you do have a, a, steel atoms coming off and going through the smoke. So, yeah, yeah. Well, you, let's talk about what's safe in the kitchen, though, because like you guys are big like food people. I don't think we've gone there yet. Cast okay. iron. So like cast iron, <laughs> cast iron is yeah. safe. Ceramic is safe. Okay. Enameled. Enameled. Uh-huh. Glass is safe. Glass cookware is safe. Okay. Um, glass drinking bottles. So, like, if you don't want your stainless steel water bottle, um, there there's, like, a filter pitcher called Clearly Filter that actually filters nickel. Okay. Um, your Berkey. You just want to get rid of most. Stay away from the stainless steel. I found a... No- oh, you guys. Okay, you guys cook. You like the kitchen. Stay... I, I grieved when I lost nonstick cookware, right? But they say it's super toxic, right? So we yeah, moved, we moved to cast iron and stainless steel. I got nonstick cookware back. You want to know why? There's a cookware made by a company called Green Pan that's made of hmm. sand. It's sand-based, nonstick. It's non-toxic. It's made from sand, and it's amazing. Not made so, by DuPont. Not made. So we got to go back to when you say I lost nonstick cookware. You've never lost it. If your cast iron is sticking, you're not doing it right. I I can't. <laughs> I, my joints hurt. That stuff's heavy. Yeah. It is heavy. And it <laughs> seems like well for me, I just haven't gone. I, I like cast iron. I love a good Dutch oven cobbler, but mm. like cast iron With seems hard and, to season. And, and, and hand-picked strawberries. And yeah. <laughs> so like carbon steel pans, not a good idea then. If you if you just suffer, from so shy carbon away from fiber anything. Uh-huh. is safe. Carbon fiber, but not carbon steel. Car- yeah, carbon steel would yeah. not be. I don't think carbon fiber is, and they're actually doing some some medical grade implants now out of carbon fiber. Okay, but I don't think yeah. you can't cook on. Carbon no, you fiber. cannot it's cook on right carbon up. fiber. Yeah, but now that's interesting. But oh, oh, let's get into. Okay, here's one you haven't gone to, and I don't know if you've ever gone there because I haven't listened to every Whiskey Brothers episode. <laughs> but wire grill brushes. Have you oh, seen yeah. all the hmm. mess about the wire, oh, the wire leave, grill brushes? They leave on the little part of yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're actually eating them? That's yeah. interesting. Oh, yeah. How about the SOS pad? I don't know, but the wire grill brushes, like everybody yeah. needs to throw those away. They're leaving little wire fragments, and they're getting lodged in people's intestines. Uh-huh. And like hmm. massive surgery, you know, hmm. massive surgical and digestive complications. So just clean your grill grates off with fire. Yeah, I don't know right. what and you clean it with. No, I'm, not I'm, about to, I'm about to tell you. 
Onions. Onions, yes. There yeah, you that's go. right. <laughs> so I'm telling you, the Mexicans know about it. Unless yeah, you're allergic to nickel, what? like nickel, onions high in nickel, but shallots oh. aren't. Could you kill could you, so, so I've you never cleaned a grill grate. Dude, bro, it's amazing because it, it really does cleans work. it and it freaking um, flavors, flavors it. it. So yeah. you just take a big, giant onion, mm-hmm. you cut it in half, and you get your little two-pronged fork thing and stab it, and then use the onion as the cleaner. <laughs> Heat it up, do it the exact same way. So now you're telling huh. me, though, the onions... Contain nickel. Onions are high in nickel. What the hell? I know, but shallots aren't. So I wonder if you could clean the grill with a shallot. Oh my god! Is it soil composition? I mean, they're it expensive. is, okay. and, and yeah. different yeah. different uh, vegetables grown in different locations. There's a, a diet called the Rebolitic Slow Nickel Diet, okay. and they classify it by micrograms of nickel. But different vegetables grown in different places have different nickel contents. So, like <laughs> raspberries from Mexico may have a different nickel content than raspberries from Idaho. You're never going to get rid That's of it. True. The trick the trick is just to I think they say have, I forget what the exact, I don't follow that diet. I just kind of go more more by how I feel and intuition. But I think they said, if you have less than so many micrograms of nickel a day, you're fine. So like you, I can have, I had raspberries on vacation. I just have them once a week. Okay. And I don't have them with shellfish and, you know, all the Mm -hmm. onions and, you know, all the things. Okay. So you've said cast irons are safe. Yeah. Now we're going to go to a deep dark. If you say something that... We might have to shut it down. I'm going to get kicked out. Whiskey. I have no idea. Good. That's Isn't all that terrible? No, that's good enough for me. I know chocolate. <laughs> chocolate's really high. Chocolate's super mm-hmm. high in nickel. Unless it's like cheap chocolate, like milk duds, which I Soil think. composition growing in the I cacao. mean, it has. So is that something that we're doing is like, because I, I know in America, our food's way different than across the pond stuff food. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. Sardines. <laughs> Did you see the picture I sent you? Oh, the, the sardines you left for me lovely. as a joke. What did you put on those? That literally Absolutely looked nothing. like I took a dump really? in a plate. Absolutely nothing. No, it looked great. No, no it was but terrible. But listen, listen. A packet of sardines from Italy. Ingredients on the back: tomato, yeah, salt, sardines. sardines. Yep, that's it. If that was in a fucking American tin of uh-huh. sardines. Oh yeah. Well, it had been a paragraph of ingredients. Well, now it is in a metal tin, right, Sherry? So well. I, yeah, I think I would bet that sardines are pretty high in nickel. I was going to say, I'm going to, I would like to ask Chat GPT about I, alcohol. Oh, and God, nickel you're going to get content, freaking China I here immediately. I can't now. really get on the on the internet. We're going to try that. So you'll talk about yourselves. No, we have, the, we have the uh, interwebs. We, we have Wi Fi finally after oh, five well, I'm years. I'm not on your Wi Fi. Uh, uh, I don't remember. I think it's. Don't give it out to the world. Why? Ain't okay. nobody coming here unless, I mean. unless they know us because. <laughs> There's, I think the password used to be a lot of firearms pointing at them when they pulled in that driveway, but they all got stolen from us. And oh, no, no, we dropped them real? in the lake. All yeah, of our we guns lost them. Got we were on a boat and dropped and out in that gut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're joking, right? We were out shooting fish, as you do <laughs> with AR 15s. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and they all just dropped off in the lake. There is yeah. no, pure, per chat GPT, there is no naturally occurring nickel in alcohol, not oh. a com- common component We're in good. alcoholic yep. beverages. Here you have it, folks. Uh, the whiskey, whiskey bros around the table more promoting healthy good for you. Yeah. Cast how, did iron know, how did we know this? Red meat consumption this and whiskey whole, consumption. This whole time we've been healthy nuts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we didn't yeah, even know yes. it. <laughs> no, we knew it. <laughs> Yeah, whis- whiskey does not naturally contain nickel. However, uh, okay, but uh, hey, hang on, hang on. I'm going to ruin your life. Right always now. a but. Yeah, there's a but. It's so got alcohol. It's got it's it's from fermented <laughs> grains, um, corn, rye, or wheat. Mm-hmm. Wheat is very high in nickel. 
Yeah, but the alcohol probably like burns that out. <laughs> if I had to I'll do some more research when I come back. For, but for you it's to not really a problem so unless, don't unless, unless you have an allergy to it or yeah. if exactly. you're intaking yeah, yeah, yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This for is, sure. This is all if and you Because have we're allergies. talking so, allergy instead of toxicity. Yes. So it's but it's good totally to know this kind deal. of stuff because just like my fingers, you know, me and Doc went down goddamn rabbit hole on these things. And Yeah, what's I mean, the so latest with those? It's kind of still what it is. Uh, yeah, it's not as bad. Not as bad. Well, I mean, like, no. whose wife? Whose wife can't wear cheap jewelry? Probably all of them. I think, <laughs> I think well, Doc, it's everybody's Doc's wife. wife everywhere. For sure, can't wear cheap jewelry. <laughs> but it's, it's not for that that's reason. No freaking joke. It's not for that reason. I think that's every wife everywhere. Right? Yeah, I, was exactly, I think that's, that's all of our wife. wives. No, for for real. Like when we when we reconvene, I'd like to know like the real life experiences because you go out and start talking to people about this, and it's like, oh yeah, oh so yeah. So my youngest kid, we had to yank her earrings out because she had the whole problem, and then it and it was probably a little bit because she got because Blakely's like. Insane, crazy. I mean, she's nuts. I'm surprised she's not running out here right now. But so there's no telling. But we've had to do that. But she gets extreme skin crazy. But I don't know if it's anything medical. She don't really wear watches or none of that jazz. But well, if you took the earrings out, did it solve it? Well, so her ears just got infected from the the crazy thing yeah. stuck in her ears. But that, it also could have been because it was a twenty five dollar pair of earrings from Claire. Yeah, but so. I think doesn't the matter. Here, right. Doesn't th- matter, and yeah. that will forever should be on her medical records. Right. Forever. Right. Yeah. I think the theme here is if she ever has to have surgery, and they're going to put hardware in there. PVC. But then know, you have to get like, into the whole informed consent. You have to yeah. know they're going to put hardware. So it has right. to end the hospitals and medical facilities and doctors' offices. Yeah. Doc, don't <laughs> don't scream don't for metal allergies. Mm, Nobody no. asks about it. Okay, that's the thing. So, what is the best way for a patient to uncover potential hidden med- metals within the body? Well, a metal LTT blood allergy test. Okay. If they've had a history of a reaction from yeah. Quest from jewelry, no. No, it, there's only two companies that do it. One's Meliza.org okay. uh, over in Germany, and one is Orthopedic Analysis in Chicago. And doctors okay. don't even know where to get the test. So, again, the hope is that my podcast is going to continue to be viral and literally change the medical narrative. We have a petition out there to implement screening in surgical surgery centers, hospitals, and doctor's offices worldwide. Mm-hmm. Uh, that needs to happen because... Like I said, as smart as I was, I knew I had a jewelry thing my whole life. I never thought to tell anybody going into surgery yeah. about a jewelry allergy. So what do you do? You order the test and you take it into your doctor's office and mm-hmm. you say, check this for me. Yeah. And it, sadly, insurance doesn't cover it. It's of course like not. 650 yeah. bucks. Yeah. yeah for the it, test? For the test. Gee. I know. You got to really wow. have really have a reason. But right. so my joke is that so nuts are extremely high in nickel. So my joke is you want an easy test. If you've had a jewelry reaction, go eat a couple of handfuls of cashews. Oh, there you go. And six hours Bro. or the oh, next yes. day. See if you I got like a stuffy this. nose. See if you got pain. See Bro, if you that's got... what's wrong with J-Rob's. What? He can't eat cashews. He can't have rye whiskey because the rye and the he can have all the other whiskeys, just the rye. He can't. He told me last night He's cashews. Mental allergy. It's very possible. And, and the, I mean, it's when you start asking and you start seeing how common this is, you're just like, holy cow. This is going to be bigger than gluten. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Yeah. You don't real. need to tell him. You need to say, hey. Go get if you want, no, you no. You need to say, hey, bro, if you want your life changed for the better, listen to the fucking episode. Or the, <laughs> and the heavily metal podcast. You know, podcast. J-Rob, he ain't going to sit down long enough to do that. Yeah. Or go to Sherry's podcast and listen to her. Listen to all the podcasts. All of them. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's pretty good uh, advice. Well, I mean, yeah, for real. Yeah. Cashews are super high. Nick, so, the, okay, here's a funny story. You guys are going to love this. So my son, he gets crazy mad that I out him all the time, but nobody knows who he is. So my son, 
um, has been throwing up. So he's adopted. He's not even my biological son. We adopted him at 48 hours old. He's been projectile vomiting his whole life. Mm. He, we knew he was allergic to soy, but he didn't always test allergic to soy, which, which I have a theory on that. But anyway, he's, he's going to be 21 now. He, 60% of the time he eats, he throws up or, or did. I go out to, to dinner with a surgeon, a foot and ankle surgeon, who lectures surgeons worldwide on metal allergies. And we're in the same place up in Washington State, and we know friends of friends. And I sit down, and I said, what's, your, what's the food that lights you up the most? He said, it's soy. He said, I can tell when I eat soy within seconds if I'm going to react to it. And the only person that's ever said that in my entire life is my son. It's literally seconds at a restaurant. He can take one bite, and he knows immediately. And I said, I came home, and I told my son, because he's away at college, I came home and said, take, take all this nickel-containing food out of your diet. Now, he watched me go through all the stuff. He yeah. thinks mom's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs most of the time, right? Most of the kids do. Anyway, he takes, he, he said, next phone call, because we talk about once a week, mom, I took the, the lettuce out of my Chipotle burrito, and I didn't throw up. Okay, now this gets better. So he said, but I can still eat cashews. I said, well, next time you eat cashews, tell me what happens six hours or the next day. Mm. I get a three-word email back from him. Cashews equals bad. He ate ca- two fistfuls of cashews. He was sick for a week. He's taken all the nickel out of his diet. He no longer throws up. Lifetime of throwing up. The reason I hypothesize that not every soy test came back is soy's grown in different places. So yeah. Some soy had a higher nickel content. Some didn't. Yeah. But soy is super high in nickel. But here's the crazy thing. So he also had Lyme disease, separate tick bite from a scout trip. Yeah. Okay. He's a blacksmith and he like messes with metal. He had a piece of metal that got in his skin. It scarred over for years. The scar was healed. Yeah. Okay. But when he got Lyme disease, that thing blew up into his big, huge boil and went to the doctor, went to Aggie and had a, you know, cryo freezed mm-hmm. off. And she didn't know where it came from. He's like, it's the weirdest thing. That scar has been healed for years. Why did it erupt? We made the nickel allergy connection, and it was where he had metal in his body that his, blew up. His when body's he, trying to reject His it. body was rejecting it when he had another chronic inflammatory thing. He's never thrown up again. Interesting. What the heck? Yeah, so what's the, what's the safe advice? You know, it's like, what should normal people who can tolerate regular food, like, what should they take away from this? Um, I think just be aware of this. First of all, this doesn't happen to everybody. This is 15%. This is, if it's not you, it's somebody, you know, Sure. it's somebody in your family and your extended family. It's your, your son's girlfriend. Be aware. If somebody's chronically ill and has chronic pain, ask them, have you had a jewelry reaction ever in your entire life? Mm. Tune into the heavily metal podcast for all the details, right? I mean, there's, there's so much to know here and you've got to pry, but if we start having the dialogue, Literally, people's life changes. This is the most gratifying. I, I, I've been pushing this on Doc for a long time. Put it in your patient paperwork. Put it on your website. Ask your chronic pain patients because this is life changing. And it and when you start asking the questions, you start seeing the responses. And people that don't have this reaction for yourself, don't change anything. Mm-hmm. Drink out of your Yeti. Use your stainless steel cookware and live your life. Yeah. But be aware if you've got somebody that's chronically ill or experiencing strange or weird symptoms, especially if they have normal test results. But yeah. this, this kind of this stuff happens. Be, yeah. Um, so it, it sounds like nickel is the biggest. The biggest, but not the only. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Titanium allergies a, uh, exist. Inert is not a thing. I for z- uh, tin. Yeah. 
Tin. That's probably a dental zen. filling. That's probably a dental filling. Well, tin is That's a dental issue. Tin is an alloy, right? And tin's yeah, an alloy. So, yeah. Huh. That's it's a composition of, of a lot of different metallic Well, and again, elements. the average person, again, anybody with a jewelry reaction, you've got to tell your doctor, you've got to put it on your medical records, and you have to learn about this allergy because your doctor doesn't know and doesn't have time. Yeah, and it may not just be, like we were talking about, talk, but it's more than skin deep. Well, like if you see it a rash, it, you may have a systemic reaction to that. And it comes to more than orthopedic hardware. It's pacemakers, mm-hmm. cardiac stents, vascular stents, okay? Good point. Um, yeah. Jeez. Know what they're putting in your body and literally ask your doctor, are you implanting any foreign bodies? Yeah. And, 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 you know, I would have had every surgery. I needed every surgery I had. I improved from every surgery. But if somebody would have said, hey, we're implanting this foreign stu- substance in your body. If you have a reaction, here's what to look for. Mm-hmm. And here's the game plan on what to do if it happens. It may be as simple as change your diet. It may be as simple as let's go in and get that out. We can do that six months from now if you need it. Right. Never, you you n- don't get that prognosis. The yeah. dialogue never happened. Like, thanks. <laughs> we build your insurance. Have a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they don't see it. You know, how many surgeons see you six months after surgery Wait, to follow up? you want to take what out? Excuse me? Uh, we put that in you to help you. Yeah, they don't get that yeah. kind of response. To I, would, I would say it's relatively not on the radar because it there, is. There's no relative about out. it. Yeah, it's not on the radar. Yeah. And doctors only see their patients for, what, three follow-ups or something, and then they're gone. Yeah. They never hear back from them usually yeah. unless there's a problem. But how many people have you heard of that have had a knee replacement, that have an infection, True. or that have rejected the knee infection? It's usually not an infection. It's usually a metal reaction. Yeah. Oh, okay. My wife had a knee replacement, and thankfully no negative uh, side effects from that, but... I've heard plenty of horror stories from people, yes, yeah. that have. Or hips or, you know. Any joints. Yeah. Well, tell us once again uh, where to find all your info, your podcast, your socials. Uh, all the socials. I am on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram at Heavily Metaled. And YouTube channel, Heavily Metaled. And everything's at the website, heavilymetaled.com. Uh, anybody that wants to can go sign up for a free metal allergy bundle. It's got a symptom checklist. Nice. It's got a next steps um, roadmap. And there's the, the petition there to implement metal hypersensitivity testing at medical facilities. You can sign up for that. And um, I am announcing it because it's coming very soon. We're doing a course that people will be able to purchase. Kind of okay. like a, it won't be a one-on-one coaching, but it'll be a, a course to coach them through what's next with metal allergies. And it's not necessarily just for the people with surgical hardware. Anybody with metal allergies will benefit. We'll cover everything from medical directives to, you know, to advocating for yourself prior to a surgical consent, to diet, to, you know, hacks, all the things. Mm, okay. Awesome. So four ways to improve your health from the Whiskey Bros. Go to heavilymetal.com. Eat more meat. Listen to Sherry's podcast. Eat more red meat. Eat more beef. Drink more whiskey. And, and more duck bacon. That's more than four things. <laughs> okay, five. And cook with cast iron. Yep. And drink more whiskey. I can't wait to try it. <laughs> All right. I we really got to do this em, em, emu. Is it emu or emu? Emu. Emu, emu. or ostrich. Okay. Emu. Um, and Ostriches are weird. The freaking shit. duck bacon. Yeah. I yeah, can't I'm, believe I'm this has eluded me my whole life. I, am the emu I can't believe it's eluded you either. Wow. You'll never go back. Oh, uh, that's, that's profound claim, words yeah. there, ma'am. Yep, yeah, but we, we have we have regular bacon just running around in the field. We don't have ducks just <laughs> flying. Well, well, they come in seasonally, but very yeah. little. 
Dig a pond, <laughs> duck poop will seal the pond, and you can. No, have we ducks. got ponds. We just have. We don't have too many ducks all the time. Well, we need the rain to fill the. Well, the ducks we lately. have don't have fat on them. Yeah, the wild ducks are not fat. Farm yeah. raised. Yeah, yeah, you gotta feed them yeah. some grains. So how does? Well, and then they're full grains, of heavy metal. They're full of metals. Don't ruin that for me. Uh huh. What do you feed your ducks? What do you think they're feeding their ducks? I know. Uh, well, but thankfully, I'm to the point where, you know, you just got to live a little. I'm a red meat addict. That's they're, right. And they're, uh, they're, <laughs> Pick your poison. Trust me, I got gout and I drink whiskey and steaks. <laughs> like they're going they're probably style. filtering <laughs> out a lot of those elements when their livers, too. So, yeah. You would hope. Flesh, then I don't want to know. Okay. It's got to be better than the, than the what, the 3D printed meat or whatever they're oh, doing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. condone that ever. And never, yeah. I hope to, I hope there is some regulation. I hate to say the word regulation, but something that says they have to tell you. They have to tell you. Yeah. Needs Some to be article came out today that, it, that they're finding out that whatever the the far the, the the manufactured meat could be bad for your health. Duh. Duh. Yeah. Um, or uh, the the not the manufactured, but the the vegan meat, the Beyond meats, or whatever. Beyond burger. Oh, the processed uh-huh. the. The plant-based meats, I guess. Well, and the plant-based meats are all soy, all nickel. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, there you yeah. go. Don't eat plant-based Don't be meat. vegan if you got a metal allergy. Just don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> don't even think about so it. So if you do if you do have a bunch of metal crap, is there a way to, uh, is there a detox out there that you can? It is the Italian nickel detox diet. What is that? Diet. It's a detox diet where you eat what? less nickel. Interesting. So oh, when okay. I hear Italian, I'm automatically thinking of oh, noodles, they're re- pasta. Uh, yeah, white bread, white pasta. It's not a weight loss oh, diet. <laughs> no, it's not. But but they're really good about testing for nickel allergies in cosmetics and diet and all the things in, in Europe. Yeah, mm. Europe's way ahead of us, as mm. usual. Of course. Jeez. Yeah, yep. as a, a testament to sardine cans, But let's too. please not give the uh. pandemic authority over the U.S. to the World Health Organization. Mm. Uh, you know that bill's before Congress, and that's another episode. That wow. could be very, yeah, Klaus Schwab, what a great man, not. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go buy a, a tin of American sardines. See what the and see what's on. Let's the, do it, and we'll eat them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, y'all will, will y'all? Y'all will. Yes. Yeah, so will, will you? I won't. No, God, no. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. If they're, no, they're high in metals, then no. But I'm just I, curious. I, on I the won't ingredients. eat them if they were clean in metals. Then, what did he, why? They're Dude, great. You that, eat redfish. That, that picture you took looked like I just took a dump on the plate. <laughs> it was disgusting. You need to go see your doctor then it because was that nasty. was all red tomato ah, paste. Those nasty. You they look great. <laughs> I agree. Do you know I was today? This may be totally inappropriate, but I'll fit right in. Did you know I was today years old before I learned that when women give birth, they usually have a bowel movement? <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I've been on the receiving real? end. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I didn't true. know that was a thing. Yeah, we yeah, doc should know all about that. I mean, that. we we go about it very, you know, judici- judiciously. Uh-huh. So we just kind of wipe it away. <laughs> yeah, what? we and don't say anything. Note. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> yeah. It always winds up in the in the conversations about bowel movements. It never want always. But if you I have mean, a bidet, then, then then it's a much cleaner it's not conversation. Yeah. So they should install bidets and. Oh wait, in wait! Rooms. I gotta wait. know before we go if anybody saw the Sound of Freedom. I, I have did. still have not. I have. I'm the only one. Okay. Doc hadn't seen it. No, I have not seen it. What'd you think? Uh, I thought it was a. I thought it was great. I wanted to, after I left there, because I have two daughters. I wanted to immediately start a uh, group of like-minded individuals and murder a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a, f- a friend of mine, like the, the pharmacist I was telling you about, he has three adopted kids that mm-hmm. are Hispanic, 
And uh, he said he gets, ever since that movie came out, he gets all the looks. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, people looking at him, like, super suspiciously. Really? Yeah. Because, but his kids are adopted. Right. And, yeah. And oh, yeah. I think that's a double-edged sword, but that movie's fantastic. I, I've got to see it. It's got to see it. Everybody needs to see it. It's high on my list. Yeah. And it was yeah. Indicator for a time. I know you were looking at it. It was. I think last was. Wednesday it uh, they took it off. Yeah, okay. go I'll, see it. I'll, I'll wait to see it on uh, when it comes out. I'll rent it or buy it or whatever. And then Oppenheimer is, is high on my list right now, too. Yeah, I wish we had that. just had an actual real IMAX to go watch it on. <clears throat> Did we don't have an IMAX anymore? Well, we have, than, but they're they're not like real IMAX. IMAX. The, the only real IMAX we have is in the uh, Fort Worth. Uh, Omni. No, the, uh, yeah, the Omni Theater. Yeah, what well, used to be the Omni. Is Which, it still? Is it still called the Omni? I don't know. It's in that uh, science museum, but they yeah, don't ever. Still the Omni. They don't ever play like actual yeah. movies. Those give me motion sickness. I love them because they <sighs> met, they get you in it. But yeah. it was it's always movies like Under the Sea or in space. You know where you're right. Flying. It's documentaries. Yeah, it's not. Not but, full but this, feature documentary, but, but that movie was but. like actual shot on like a hundred and seventy-seven millimeter IMAX. Holy cow! It, extremely they, high resolution. They said it was like a freaking hundred thousand dollars for this camera. Yeah, the, that it was shot in the sound of free. Oh, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Yes. Oh, cool. Uh, it's a Christopher Nolan movie, so of course yeah. it's got to be something, something outrageous. crazy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's it for me. Yeah, you okay. Bet. Uh, check Sherry. Guess out on the. App. Yeah, thanks for, sure. for joining. Heavilymetal.com. There you go, and uh, get all the info you can. Maybe you can help your own health situation. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, maybe we change somebody's lives or a person or two at least. Oh, oh never delude yourself on that. <clears throat> yeah, maybe. Yeah, well, maybe we just made them start thinking a little bit, and they'll do oh, yeah. some research. No, you should always think. Yeah. Please yeah. Think. Yeah. Cast iron and red meat. Yep. Whiskey. <laughs> Go forth and think. All right. Thanks again, Sherry. We appreciate you joining us. Absolutely. And always have a designated driver. Boom. There always. you go. Good night. Adios. You've been listening to the Whiskey Bros Around the Table. Hermanos Whisky.